Good evening, good evening, everyone. Hopefully everybody had a great day, um, wonderful weather. Met with a lot of, um, or some some of the um, coaching students um, today and yesterday and, and last week. Um, you know, everybody's moving forward, everybody's taking action, um, which is good. Um, what I wanna know today and kind of talk about, tonight's call won't be long, is um, what, what are some of the things that you guys have questions with? Keith is here, uh, Clinton Wiggins is here. What are some of the things that you guys have questions with? Um, I didn't get a lot of questions emailed to me. And so um, let, let's talk about a few things. I, I have a couple things in mind, but if you guys have questions um, or concerns about just real estate investing or what may be holding you back, um, mindset, accountability, things like that. Um, let's talk about some of those things tonight. Um, and so let, let's, let's talk about mindset for a second. I think that um, having the right mindset, uh, Dietrich, hey Dietrich, having the right mindset um, as a real estate investor is probably the number one thing that's gonna get you guys through some of the tough times. And I think that the type of mindset that you should have is one that um, you're always thinking positive. Um, one that you're, you're always learning, you've got the right habits, um, you've got the right uh, motivation. And I, I think having that mindset is it's what's kind of propelled me over my career. I started my career off in my early 20s as a real estate investor. And, you know, I'm, I'm still investing. Um, Dana's here. Hey, Dana. And so um, I think what, what's helped me is just um, in terms of my mindset is setting big goals. My, my first goal um, 20, years, 20 years ago or so, actually 30 years, is um, one property um, one property a year, the buy and hold strategy. And so that was my mindset. Mike Posey's in the house, Adrian. Um, and so, so I set that goal for myself, you guys. I set that goal for myself over 30 years ago. And it, it wasn't at the time, even in my early 20s, didn't have a lot of money at the time it was an attainable goal. And so I, I think that's that's one thing that's helped me in my career is um, setting attainable goals. And so it was an attainable goal. So all year long, I would save money to buy and hold another property um, You know, with, when that year came around. And so that's the kind of mindset. Um, things would come in my way, um, hurdles, you know, obstacles, but I just kept that mindset. And so, um, and I wanted to be an entrepreneur and not only did I want to invest and I started off investing on the side uh, because I had an IT job coming out of college. Um, and then I got into, you know, real entrepreneurship, but um, I wanted to turn the investment um, really hobby at the time into a business. And so that's that's what I want for you guys. Coop, what's up, Coop? 
That's what I want for you guys. I don't want this real estate investing just to be a hobby. I, like it needs to be a business. And so you guys have always heard me say that there's two types of ways to be wealthy. There's only two ways to be wealthy. There's only two ways. And so one is um, to own a business, to be an entrepreneur where other people, you're leveraging other people's time and energy. Um, you get to leverage technology and marketing and, and you get to leverage uh, money, capital. And that's that's how you be. Well, that's one of the ways is owning a business. Sky's the limit. Uh, I set I always set goals for myself at the beginning of the year uh, for my business, and I always exceed them. Um, when you're working a nine to five, if your salary is one hundred fifty thousand dollars for that year in January, you know that by December you're going to make one hundred fifty thousand, um, unless you get some bonuses. As an entrepreneur the sky's the limit. And so that's one way to build wealth is being an entrepreneur, owning a business. But here's the biggest thing about owning a business, you guys. Here's the biggest thing. You have an asset that you can sell. And that's part of your exit strategy. That's part of your retirement. Owning that business, you have an asset that you can sell. And so what I've seen over the years is a lot of entrepreneurs um build a business and then they sell it a buddy of mine about a month ago who's in insurance said he built up a book of business for i think it was like five years and he sold that book of business and i think he said he he made like two hundred thousand dollars or it's either two hundred thousand dollars or two million dollars something like that. it's probably two million dollars um didn't have a non-compete clause or anything. So now he's building another book of business um, and he's gonna sell that as well. And so that's what you do. You, you build a business and you sell. One way to become wealthy is to be an entrepreneur. Second way to be wealthy is to be an investor. And so um, an investor invests their money. And so, and so that's what we talk about a lot, investing, investing in real estate. Obviously you can invest in stocks and things like that. People um, are, are investing in cryptocurrency, Bitcoins, things like that. But um, investing, you wanna get a return on your investment. That's why we invest. And so those are the two ways that you become wealthy in this, in this world is being an entrepreneur or um, being an investor. My goal, and we start, we're still talking about mindset. My goal was to do both, be a real estate investor, entrepreneur. And so at an early age, early age, early age, that's what I wanted, to be a real estate investor, entrepreneur, to combine the, the best of both worlds. And, and you know, I feel like I've done that. I've kind of stumbled and, and failed a few times. Um, I've made mistakes. I have regrets. One of my biggest regrets is um, selling some of my real estate that I bought years and years and not years and years and years ago, but a few years ago. I wish I would have held on to them. But my mindset was to to sell and then buy something much bigger, which I didn't do. So that was a mistake that I do regret. And so I, I, I tell you guys and other people, any any real estate, you guys hold on to them. hold on to your real estate, hold on to them. 
if you need money, borrow against the equity. Um, sometimes people cash out some of the equity, but whatever you have to do, hold on to your real estate. Hold on to your real estate. Um, in, in some areas, in, in, in all areas, they're not building any more land. And so really, real estate is the hottest commodity. I was talking to somebody else that was contemplating investing in stocks and investing in real estate, um, and they chose real estate. And for you know, great reasons, you, you can control it a little better. Um, stocks can be very volatile. Um, it's easier to pass on, even though you can pass on stocks to your, to your loved ones, um, you can pass on that real estate. And for me, the real estate is the gift that keeps on giving because not only is it appreciating in value and your net worth goes up with the equity and appreciation you're making on your buy and holds, you're also making a positive cash flow. And so you have the best of both worlds with real estate. And so we, we talk about mindset and that's where it begins, really in ends, like transforming your state of mind. You've got to transform your state of mind almost to the point where, you know, you go to bed thinking about real estate investing and the possibilities. You wake up in the morning, it's in your subconscious. You know, that's what you have to do. So part of the mindset, you guys, is setting a goal. I just said that my goal early in my career was to buy one, one property a year. And then it went from buying one a year to one a month. And, and, it, and it went from making $100,000 um, in a year to making in, in my investment properties with flipping, wholesaling, buying and holding, it went to making $100,000 a month. Now, because we set goals, we accomplish your goals, and then we and then we go a little higher with our goals. We set another goal. My goal now, being totally transparent with you guys, is to make a million dollars a month. That's my goal, and so that's my goal with everything that I do. Not with just the real estate investing, but then also my uh, entrepreneurial efforts. And so, in order for me to make a million a month, you know, I've got I have to have multiple streams of income. So. My goal was, you know, really to make a hundred thousand a year to a hundred thousand a month, now to a million a month. Here's my question, you guys. Here's my question. And I want you guys to put this in your chat box. We're talking about mindset now. When it comes to mindset, what's your goal? What's your goal? I just told you what my goal was and kind of my story. Put in the comment section for me. What is your goal? What, what is your short-term goal? Um, let's just say three-year. What's your three-year goal? Put it in the comment section. What, what is your three-year goal? Go, go ahead and put it now. What is your three-year goal for yourself, um, for your family, um, for your entrepreneurial efforts, for your um, investing efforts? What is your goal? Put it out there. Let's talk about it. Claim it. Uh, pray on it. I've done a lot of praying. Um, but what is your goal? Put it put it in the comment section. All right. So Andre Cooper is saying buy and hold. Uh, Keith Keith is saying um, ten to twenty thousand dollars a month of passive income. That's a good goal, and that's attainable. 
And so then we come back to, all right, so that's the goal. Then what's the plan? Like, what's the plan? If he wants to make $10,000 a month in positive cash flow, it could be 10, 10 properties. He just needs 10 buying holds where he's going to buy them right, pay them down, pay them off. Buy it right, pay it down, pay it off. And so he's going to buy it right with enough equity in there. I, I, I like to buy my buy and hold with at least, you know, you know, 30% equity. I've got 30% equity in my, in my properties. And then, um, so that's buying it right and then paying it down. The tenants are paying it down for you. The tenants are paying your, your, um, the mortgage down. Um, I like to keep my positive cash flow and use it for repairs use it to pay extra down on the mortgage so that I can pay it off. So we, if we buy it right, pay it down, pay it off. If, if Keith's goal is, let's say it's, let's just say it's $20,000 a month of passive income. And he's in an area where he's getting a minimum of, let's just say $2,000 a month with just 10 properties. You guys, if he bought it right, paid it down, paid it off. He's got $20,000 a month in passive income, really more than that. Even, even the lower priced areas paying monthly, let's say Baltimore is paying like 24, depending on the area, but let's just say it's 2,200 a month with 10 of those and your mortgage is paid down, paid off. You know, that's $22,000 a month in passive income with just 10 properties. That's just 10 properties. That's one a year for 10 years, or that's um, two a year for five years. That's 10 properties. And so you kind of got to just do the math, you guys. And so that's his goal. That's how you get to that goal. Is that goal attainable? Absolutely. Take your time. That goal is attainable. And it doesn't have to be in an area like Baltimore where you are getting good cash flow and little to no appreciation, although you're in this market, you are getting appreciation. It could mean an area like the DMV where you're getting incredible appreciation. Now he can use those same numbers um, and he's got $20,000 a month of passive income. But with those 10 properties, you guys, it's not unreal to think that he'll have at least $100,000 in equity with those 10 properties which means with those 10 properties, well, if he pays them off, let's, let's just say he has $10,000 in equity. They're not paid off yet. He's got, I mean, $100,000 in equity. That's a million dollars in equity. He's a millionaire, net worth of a million. He's a millionaire. They're paid off. And even if they're, if they're all in DC, even today, let's say all 10 properties are in DC. He bought them right, paid them down, paid them off. Um, let's just say it's whatever, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, where it paid a little extra towards the um, principal and paid them off earlier, even properties east of the river, where now they're worth, um, you know, 400,000 fixed up, let's say 10 years from now, they're worth, um, if you got 10% appreciation over 10 years, that's eight, that's um, 800,000, 800,000, you guys, times 10 properties paid off is what? What is it? It's $8 million, $8 million in, um, in net worth. What can you do with that $8 million? What can Keith do with that $8 million? 
Here's what Keith can do with that $8 million, you guys. He can, he can, sit, he can sell the properties and get $8 million. Now, you get less because closing costs, things like that, and then capital gain taxes. But let's just say it's $8 million or whatever. Um, you can put that money in an annuity. He doesn't have to worry about tenants, toilets, and termites. Um, he can put it into a um, dividend stock where it's going to pay him dividends um, every year and just live off the dividends. Even if the dividends at $8 million is giving him um, 10% a year, 10% on $8 million is $800,000 a year. He can, he can take that $800,000 um, and live off of that. I mean, obviously, doesn't have to live off of that. You can just take 5% and just live off of that, 400,000 and keep the rest of the dividend and keep letting that grow. But there's there's a lot there's lots of exit strategies. So <clears throat> I just want you guys you know to, to know all that. And so let's see uh who else uh Maxine um sometimes selling is important. And so we can talk about that, Maxine. Maxine is saying sometimes selling is important. It depends on what your situation is. Um, you know, if you're in dire need or, you know, you just need really need the cash, then, yes, yeah, sometimes selling is important. Uh, Maxine says rehab several properties, two to, two to four family homes and sell them. <clears throat> Mike Posey says own 10 units, just like Keith scenario with positive cash flow just like keith mike clinton says fifty thousand dollars a month three buying holes and a fix and flip all, all that's attainable everything that you guys are putting down i'm, not, I'm sorry if i look relaxed but um uh, my team says i need to sit up more hopefully that's high enough um but all that's attainable quentin buy an apartment building dana um, three years to acquire three to four buy and holds. Dana, that's more than attainable. That's more than attainable, Dana. That's more than attainable. Uh, Adrian, 16 unit apartment building producing positive cash flow. <clears throat> that's attainable. I don't see a lot of 16 units or, you know, but, but, you know, you might have to go outside of the area to find that, but obviously that's attainable. Um, Terry, buy and hold. Um, ten to thirty thousand dollars monthly, absolutely. Um, Maxine flipping. All right, so yeah, so so you guys have some really good goals. I would say stick to those goals. One thing that I I would also say is work on your credit. Works work on your lines of credit. Work on your lines of credit. Work on your credit. Um, get your credit straight. Get your credit straight. I know Keith is working on his credit, um, and so he's getting his credit straight. Also, save your money, you guys. Here's what's so important about saving your money and living be below your means. And, and I've always done that. And I feel like I've had to do that in order for me to succeed at a high level. I had to make that sacrifice for myself because I, I really and truly want to start the process of building generational wealth. A lot of people just say it. I, I really, truly want to do it. And I want to do it because um, 
you know, I, I want to make sure obviously, you know, the next generation is taken care of and a generation after that, you know, I want to make sure my brother and sister um, are beneficiaries of, you know, the success that I've had and, you know, and, and everybody else around me. But in order for me to do that, I feel like I've got to make some sacrifices and I, and I have, you know, could I probably or definitely drive a better car in, in some people's opinion? I can, but it just doesn't make sense to me because I've got a bigger vision for myself. Um, I, I, to be fair, I do live in a very nice house, but could I live in a nicer house? I, I could, but I'm making that sacrifice. Like we've got to make sacrifices. Can I go on trips every month if I wanted to? I could, but I'm making sacrifices. Um, and so I make sac. Could I wear tailored suits to work every day? I could, but I'm making sacrifices. Um, one, one more, one more thing. Could I eat in like the nicest restaurants? I could, but I don't. And if you guys were to name some restaurants right now, I will tell you I've never been there. And it's not its not that they're not nice, they are. Um, and I don't shun anybody for living a great life, but I, I've got a, you know, a bigger vision for myself, you know, for my legacy. Um, but it takes sacrifice, you guys. It, it takes sacrifice. And I'm willing, you know, we, we come from humble beginnings. Um, I'm willing to make that sacrifice. And so I make the sacrifice. Don't, 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 I, I live good. I, I mean, I, but I, I could do better, but I want to make the sacrifice. When opportunities come, I want to make sure I have the money to do so. You know, I'm on a mission. Um, I'm on a mission now to, um, with my businesses, to put them in other cities um, to broaden my scope, to scale my business. And so in order for me to scale my business, I've got to broaden it out. And so that's what I'm doing. And so um, it takes sacrifice. So for you guys, it takes a bit of sacrifice to save the money, to get the credit, to get the lines of credit so that you can buy a 16 unit apartment building so that you can have 10 properties to get $20,000 a month in positive cash flow um, so that you can acquire three to four buy and holds in, in three years. You guys can do it, but Dana, Greg, Adrian, Lorraine, um, Terry, Keith, Quentin, you guys got to make sacrifices. And so put in, put in the comment section, put in the comment section, what sacrifices are you guys making or willing to make? What sacrifices? What are the sacrifices? Are you guys living below your means? Um, are you saving your money? Like, what are the sacrifices? Put it in the comment section. What are you guys sacrificing? Because it takes a sacrifice. It takes a sacrifice. You can't be selfish. You can't spend all the money that you have. It takes a sacrifice. And so what's that sacrifice? Put in, put in the comment section, what's the sacrifice, you guys? What are you guys sacrificing? Put it in there. Put it in there. What's the sacrifice? You, you've got, you have to make a sacrifice in order for, for you to be successful, scale your business, but to be successful at a high level, what's the sacrifice, you guys? You got to make a sacrifice. I kind of told you what some of my sacrifices are. 
Um, what is your sacrifice? I sacrifice so that I can save the money, um, so that I can invest the money. Um, what's your sacrifice? So Dietrich is saying sacrificing recreational time uh, to do marketing. Good. Adrian is saying social time. He's not hanging out as much, um, spending money or staying home so that he can focus on building his business. So he's sacrificing social time. Good. Lorraine, Lorraine is saying um, working part-time job, um, time away from her family to save money. So she's working a part-time job um, and she's away from her family so that she could save money. That's a huge, Lorraine, that's a huge sacrifice. Way to go. Dietrich, sacrificing trips and vacations to fund business and marketing. That's a sacrifice. Absolutely. Understanding the time value of money, Maxine is saying. Good. Clinton is saying going out to eat shopping in a new car. <clears throat> I haven't, I've, I've had one new car in my life and that was, I bought it my junior year of college. Haven't had a brand new car, I buy used cars. That's a sacrifice. And so um, that's what Clinton is saying. <clears throat> Cut down on expenses and invest more. There you go. Um, and so, so I, um, Iris is saying she's willing to sacrifice spending money on a tire. Very good. Very good. No red bottom shoes for you, Iris. No red bottoms for you. Um, you're making a sacrifice. That's good. Quentin, not taking big vacations, saving money each month. There you go. Karen, working on fixing my credit with Lexington Law. Very good. Very good. Paying off my credit cards, staying home, and not eating out. <clears throat> I can't tell you how much money we spend eating out. Uh, we all have busy lives, and we're eating out. And, and I, I read some report where the sacrifice, a lot of people eat out at least twice a day. And I read a report if you just ate out once a day, which is still too much, like you save, I don't know if it was like, $20,000 a year, something like that. It's crazy. Um, keep saving, saving money, paying bills early, and cooking more meals from home. There you go. So you don't have to eat, spend that money eating out. Mike Posey, not driving the car that I could. <clears throat> there you go. Working weekends. There you go. Um, learning everything I, I can about credit building and investments. We have to make the sacrifice in order to be successful. Speaking for myself, you know, and most of us, we didn't we didn't grow up um, inheriting generational wealth. We didn't grow up with the silver spoon in our mouths. Um, but in order to to do that, in order to start that process, somebody, you guys, somebody has to make a sacrifice, and. If you look in the mirror, it's that person that you're looking at. It's you. If if you truly believe that you want to build generational wealth, um, have other streams of income and leave a legacy for your loved ones, you're the one that has to build. I mean, to, to make the sacrifice. And so for me, <clears throat> it's me. I've got to I've got to make the sacrifice, you guys. And, and I'm OK with it. And I, and I love it. It's my responsibility. All right. So let's move on a little bit. Let's move on. You guys have any questions, anything that's 
that you feel like is holding you back from being successful, you know, let me know. Put it in the comment section. Let's talk about it. I want everyone to be successful. And I'll do whatever I can to help you, you know, be successful. As far as being successful and 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 getting your investment business to be a business, um, like myself, is to educate yourselves. How are you educating yourselves? Um, You've got to get the education and seek the guidance of of mentors and coaches. Uh, You know, I I read another article where Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, I mean, you you name them, LeBron James, not only have a coach on the field or on the court or on a golf course, They've got coaches outside of that. They got they have nutrition nutritionists. They've got um, physical therapists, um, physical trainers. I mean, they they've got all kinds of coaches that are coaching them, that are helping them, you know, reach the next level. We need a coach. Coaches are going to minimize our mistakes, um, allow us to achieve at a high level. But we've got to get coaching. We've got to choose a mentor, you guys, and <clears throat> we, we have to constantly, constantly educate ourselves. We've got, to, we've got to educate ourselves. You have to educate yourselves at all times. I find myself reading, like I'm always reading. I feel like I, I you know, I have a, do have a bachelor's degree in business with the emphasis on in computer science. <clears throat> I get my education outside of college, after college, where I would just pick up a book and just read the book. And then if someone would refer a book to me, I didn't hesitate, I, I read it. And so I'm, I'm at my home office now, I'm just looking at my desk. I've got expert secrets there for my information marketing business. And this, these are just right on my desk. I've got the millionaire real estate agent where I'm help when I'm training my agents and all these books I've, I've read a million times. And if I was to reach here, I've got hold um, how to how to find buy and rent houses for wealth. Hold right here that I'm reading the number one book right here, you guys. <clears throat> and this is just around me. My bookshelf is over there. I've got the E-Myth, you guys. This is the Holy Grail right here. The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Read this two or three times and you've got an MBA in business. The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Um, Somebody told me many, many years ago that they read the E-Myth and it changed their life. I read the E-Myth. It it changed my my life, my business life. Um, And so I keep this around. I probably have had this for, I'll say, 30 years. If different you know, versions of it. And I I can go on and on and on and on about all the books that I have that I read. So you've got to educate yourself, you guys. You've got to read. And and that's the education that I've actually gotten. And I've never stopped reading. These books I'm reading now. Um, What books are you guys reading? How are you educating yourselves? Put in the comment section, what books are you reading? Or... What books had a profound impact in your life and how you think and how you go about your business and how you go about real estate investing and, and 
books that have motivated you, uh, books that you just can't put down. Um, Dietrich is saying the e-myth is life-changing. Absolutely. You read the e-myth enough, you got, an, you got more than an MBA in business. Um, and the e-myth applies to any business. Um, so an e-myth is a great book. What, what books are you guys reading? What, what books have had an impact on your life? When you think about books that you've read, what books would you recommend? Um, did you have epiphany moments after reading some books? What are the books? The Magic of Thinking Big, Maxine, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, absolutely, Clifton <clears throat> by Robert Kiyosaki. I, 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 I have Rich Dad, Poor Dad around here somewhere, absolutely. Um, that's a great book. Uh, Dietrich, the power, the, the power of Habit, Think and Grow Rich, Richest Man in Babylon. I, I've got Think and Grow Rich around here somewhere, but I, I've heard of all the books, especially The Richest Man in Babylon. Um, great books. What, what else? The Greatest Salesman in the World, Maxine. Absolutely. Absolutely. What else? What else, you guys? What, what's, what's had a profound impact on your life? Um, what, what else? Um, I, I, I have a book. Uh, oh, here it is. This is a really good book, you guys. If I get it, all the other books will tumble over. But it's The One Thing by um, Gary Keller. The One Thing had a big impact on my life. Um, the One Thing um, was a really good book. I've got a lot of good books down there. Um, but, but, um, and so educating yourself, you guys, um, picking a mentor or a coach, um, and hopefully I, I um, play a role in that, will change your life, will speed up the process of success. Um, Iris likes to read books by Les Brown and Tony Robbins. Very good. Uh, Keith says, never split the difference. Good. Never split the difference. Um, yes, Les Brown. And so oftentimes when I'm walking, uh, I walk every morning five miles. I'm listening to Les Brown. Sometimes I listen to Tony Robbins, um, Eric Thomas I listen to. Um, I, just, I just put it on YouTube and just let YouTube just go. Put it on Les Brown and it just goes. And I'm just motivated. I'm fired up uh, for the day. And I, I listen to those guys. And it gets me motivated. Here, here's, here's something that's important, you guys. And it does go with education. Um, motivation. Like motivation, the real estate investor that can stay motivated the longest, that can sustain their motivation, will be the real estate investor that will win, and that will win at a high level. Like you've got to, you've got to keep that motivation. So little things motivate me, big things motivate me. Um, the I think the biggest thing that really motivates me, the biggest thing is just wanting to be great, wanting to succeed at a high level, wanting to live up to my fullest potential. <clears throat> you know, I, I was born in the 60s. And so, you know, by the 70s, I would, I would see footage of, you know, people, um, you know, African-Americans during the civil rights movement of the 60s, <clears throat> just like struggle and, and or fire holes and, and, and had dogs after them biting them, police dogs, and 
And I always felt a certain obligation to them to succeed because I felt like they were fighting for me. Like, you know, I, I was a little child, so I wasn't marching in the civil rights movement, but I felt like, like I'm standing on their shoulders and that if I'm not successful, then all of their work, and you know, for me personally, all their work would have gone in vain. So that's part of my motivation that, you know, the fight so that I could vote <clears throat> and, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, I don't want their work to go in vain. So I think about that a lot. And so I want to make sure that their work didn't, hasn't gone in vain. So I work hard to be successful. Um, Terry saying rich dad, poor dad. Okay. All right. So let, let's keep that motivation. And, but we've got to know what our motivation is. Put it, put in the comment section, you guys, what's your motivation? What, what, what do you think about what gets you up early in the morning? What keeps you um, working late at night, working on the weekends? What is it? What is that one thing? Um, is it your children? You know, I, I have short-term goals, short-term motivation. One of, one of mine was to, you know, see that my daughter got through college. Um, and so, you know, I did that. In May, she graduated. Last May, she graduated. She got through college, no student loans. I used real estate investing in order um, for her not to have to pay for anything. And so that was a motivation then. Now my part of my motivation as it relates to her is to help her, you know, get, get going. You know, I've helped her and got her to understand her credit. Um, now we're, we're buying a house. So now she's under contract to buy her first house. And so that's another motivation, kind of a, you know, I don't really talk about this, but like a proud moment for me. And so she's under contract to buy a house next month, which will be a renovation project that she'll actually, you know, live in. It's her name. So I've built her up so that now at 22, I helped her with her credit over the last, since, since like maybe junior year of high school. Um, so I knew what she would need to do. I knew in terms of her credit, um, I bought her a used car while she was in college, made sure her name was on it, got the loan from Navy Federal, paid it off, good credit for her. Made her get a credit card from Navy Federal. Used it a few times, we paid it off, she didn't use it anymore, same with her Target card. And so I knew exactly what she needed to do. She, she got a degree in marketing. Well, she starts a job in marketing, she doesn't have to have two years of experience in a job um, or two years of employment um, in order to qualify for a house. If you, once you get a degree, they count that, they count the, um, the degree as your experience. And right out of college, if you qualify um, elsewhere, I mean, with everything else, um, you qualify. So she qualifies for a house, even though she hasn't worked for two years. Um, if you go into, for her, a job in marketing, then that degree counts for two years. So, <clears throat> so she was my motivation. What's your motivation? So Iris is saying her motivation is becoming financially sufficient and generational wealth. Great. Andre is saying uh, my family is my motivation. Absolutely. Um, and, and, uh, and he's his own critic. He says, when I see someone else doing it, I push myself to do it, absolutely. 
And so I, I think the same way. I, I see people doing something and I say to myself, I don't care who they are. I don't care what they look like. I don't know what the excuses, I don't care what the excuses could be. If I see somebody doing something, I say to myself, I can do it too. I saw Wes Foster from Long and Foster Real Estate. He sold his brokerage four years ago for half a billion dollars. So I studied that. I said, okay, if Wes Foster can sell Long and Foster four years ago for half a billion, and this is what he did, and this is what he sold, then, then how come I can't do that? Thank God for him. Thank God for the role model. Thank God that he came before me. I don't care who he is. I don't care where he's from. I don't care what he looks like. I don't care what color he is. If he can do it, I can do it. And so, okay, that's the role model. Let me study him. Let me see what he did. Let me do the same thing and surpass him. And so you guys can do the same thing. All right, uh, to take care of my family now and in my later years, absolutely. I don't wanna be a burden. And so that's part of it too. Um, Dietrich setting the example of entrepreneurship for his children. Absolutely. One thing I want you guys to, to really think about is as it relates to children, they're always watching you. Um, they may or may not understand right now, but the vision of you being an entrepreneur is deeply rooted in their mindset. And so that when they do understand, things become easier because they've already seen it and they already know it. They may not understand it totally when they're young, <clears throat> but it's easier for them to, to attain what you've attained because they've lived it, they've seen it. So what does that mean? It means that you've got to put out you know, the images that you want your children to be. Like you, you've got to be a shining example. You've got to put it out there and they're, they're going to emulate. You'll teach along the way, but they're going to emulate you and your entrepreneurial spirits. And so as long as you keep hustling and keep doing and keep growing, they're, they're going to do the same thing. Like Andre, Andre owns his own barbershop and he's a real estate investor and he's a real estate agent. His wife also sells real estate. Wow. I mean, his children, their children, they've got great positive images and it's all in their subconscious now. It's all right here. And it's okay. If, if my, my, my parents can do this, I can do it too. Like I'm gonna do better than my parents. And so it, it's there. And so you guys can do that. Adrian retire. Adrian wants to retire his parents and help his family to live better um, and more with more time and money. Good, absolutely, absolutely. That's good, Adrian. Let's see, um, did, did we miss anybody? I don't think so. Let's see. Lorraine, generational wealth for a family. Um, retirement assets is important. Andre said he's trying to be, Andre, you're going to be better than me, Andre. You're going to be better than me, Andre. All right. All right. All right. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about investing right now. Let's talk a little bit about investing. <clears throat> um, you've got to identify your strategy. What's your strategy? Um, 
Is it wholesaling to then buy and hold? Um, is it flipping properties for cash? Um, is it only buy and hold? Know, know your strategy. And so my, my primary strategy is always to buy and hold. It's always that. It's always to buy and hold. Now, depending on what I personally see in the marketplace will determine, you know, what else I want to do. And so now I, I do see um, a lot of properties being sold very quickly. <clears throat> so I want to I want to flip like I want to flip right now. I personally want to flip. So if you guys have properties that you want to wholesale, like I'm happy to buy them. My last two projects sold in like a weekend. <clears throat> One weekend, which was, I think, two weekends ago. I'm getting my weekends mixed up. But one one property I put on the market, I think, two weekends ago, the one in D.C. on Downing Street, sold that weekend. I priced it, purposely priced it high. It went even 10000 higher than what I priced it. And the buyer said, I'll pay the difference even if it doesn't appraise. I'll pay $10,000 over appraised value. The following weekend, which I think was last weekend, or the weekend before last, I can't remember, I put my Suitland property on the market. ARV was three seventy-five. I said, look, it's a hot market. I'm going to put it on the market for three ninety, and just fight with the appraiser. I got in the same weekend, I got five offers. The highest one was four twenty-five. I went with the one I think at either four ten. I think it was at four ten, but it was higher than what I listed it for. And so you've got to know your market. You have to know what your end goal is. It seems like for a lot of you guys, your end goal is um, buy and hold. That's your end goal. And so we do talk about sacrifice, but you've got to get that cash. And sometimes getting the cash is wholesaling. And so you've got to sacrifice time and effort to wholesale, save that money to then buy and hold or flip it, get that cash to build that long-term um, passive income, long-term passive income. And so that's the name of the game. You guys have to know what your strategies are. And so one, one mistake that I see, and I'm starting to see because I'm at that age now or getting at that age where... <clears throat> I'm starting to see a lot of, um, you know, guys, people that I went to high school with, college, are starting to think about retirement. But they're thinking about retirement, really, you know, not not too late, because it's never too late. But just I just think sometimes, wow, what could their retirement be if they would have started many, many years ago? And so one thing I want you guys to do is to start thinking about retirement now. Um, and for most of you guys, the solution is, or what I'm really saying is, really focus on that buy and holding. Really focus on that. Focus on building that wealth, getting that cash flow, buying the properties right, paying them down, get the tenants to pay them down. And then I do believe in paying them off. So buy them right, pay them down, pay them off so that you don't have to struggle in retirement. You can retire at the age you want to retire. You can dictate that. 
And, you know, you'll have the assets to do that. And so think about that, you guys. Think about that. What's your strategy, you guys? What, what, what's your strategy? Put it in the comment section. What, what is your strategy? Is it wholesaling for quick cash? Is it fix and flipping for big profits? Or is it buying holding uh, to build sustainable wealth? Or is it a combination thereof? What is it? What's your strategy? Put it in the comment section. What is your strategy, you guys? What is your strategy? What is your strategy? What, what do you guys want to do? You've got to know the strategy, Like you've got to have a plan of action. When we're talking about real estate investing, you got, you got to have a plan of action. Like what's the strategy? What are you guys working on now? What are you guys working on tomorrow? Are you working on a flip? Are you trying to get a flip? Are you working on a wholesale, trying to get a wholesale? Are you, are you working on buying and holding, trying to get a buy and hold? What, what is it? What is it? What is it, you guys? What's your strategy? So Clinton is saying, I'm wholesaling to build cash, then buy and hold and fix and flip. Good. Um, I, I don't know if this is Sarvita, Sharvita or not, but fix and flip and buy and hold. Okay. Fix and flip to get that cash to then buy and hold. Very good. Very good. Very, very, very good. Um, anybody else? Anybody else? What's your strategy? What's your strategy, you guys? A combination, okay. A combination, and the, and so that's what that's what I want. I want it to be a combination. Um, we know that in in real estate investing, there's two strategies. There's the buy and hold strategy for equity and appreciation, and then there's the buy for cash strategy which is um, buying for cash, wholesaling for cash, and then uh, fixing and flipping for cash. But we wanna take that cash to then buy and hold. The problem with the buy for cash strategy, it's good to take that cash, make a sacrifice, don't go spending that cash, take that cash to then buy and hold. Problem with the buy for cash strategy is once you stop buying for cash, stop wholesaling flipping, your cash goes away. There's no more money to be made. You've stopped. There's no more money to be made. That's why the best strategy is the buy and hold strategy for equity and appreciation. Because when you stop buying and holding, let's say you have 10 properties, you're not going to buy any more ever. Your cash flow actually continues and actually goes up because you can go up 5% on your tenants every year. So your cash flow increases. But more importantly, the equity and appreciation increases. In most areas, properties are appreciating um, five to ten percent. Now, in the market that we're in now, you know, twenty is easily, easily twenty percent. You guys, easily. If this was to sustain itself over the next five years, property values would double. Uh, but it's not. It's not. We'll, we'll hit a bubble. We'll hit a bubble. Some are predicting a bubble within the next 12 months, but we'll hit a bubble and things will flatten out. Things will flatten out. But um, but buy and hold, buy and hold, buy and hold, buy and hold. Andre, I want a, I want a Florida buy and hold. I, I, I'm right with you, Andre. I'm right with you. I want a Florida buy and hold. 
I said it was going to be this year, and it might be. It might be this year. I said it was going to be this year, and it might be. Look, you guys, um, I said we weren't going to stay long, but we have. Um, I'll pick up on this um, next week. I've got a, a few more uh, nuggets to share. And so I'll pick up on this next week. Um, but before I close, is there anything that you guys, any questions, any concerns, anything that's going to help you guys be better? So anything that you guys are going to, it's going to help you be better. I, I do think that mindset is going to help you be better. Um, staying positive, thinking positive, surrounding yourself with positive thinking people, um, surround yourself with people that are doing better. And let's not hate on them. Let's appreciate them because now we have something to strive for. But talk to them. Um, you know, success leaves clues. And in most cases, those clues are easily uncovered. All you have to do is ask the questions. Ask the questions. And don't be afraid to ask the questions. Ask the questions. You better ask somebody. Ask them. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Um, and most people who are successful want to share. They, I mean, they want to share. People shared with them, they want to share. Um, so have that have that entrepreneurial mindset. Know your why. That that motivation, you guys. Some some of you guys said family. Some of you guys said building generational wealth. Um, some of you guys said a number of different things. It's got to be strong. It's got to be strong. That why has got to be strong. Sometimes my why is. I, I, I want to stick it to my haters. Like, that shouldn't be my why. I know, but it is. And so it doesn't matter what your why is, as long as you have a why, as long as you have something that's going to motivate you. Sometimes for me, it's like, okay, I'm going to give my haters something real, something to talk about. They they try to talk about me? Okay, I'm really going to give them something to talk about. And so sometimes, you know, that's my why, that's my motivation, but it sustains me. And like I said earlier, the entrepreneur, the real estate investor, the athlete that can sustain that motivation the longest is the one that's going to win. That's why Michael Jordan was as successful as he was because he had little things that would motivate him. Somebody would say something or he would write, somebody would write in the paper about him. Okay, I'm going to show him. I'm, I'm going to show them. I remember um, LeBradford Smith. I'll say this and we got to go. He was playing for the Washington Bullets at the time, dropped like 36 points against Michael Jordan um, the night before in Chicago. They came back here to D.C. It was a back-to-back. -back. Michael Jordan dropped 36 in the first quarter. It was either the first quarter or the first half on him. And Michael Jordan was like, how you like me now? That was motivation. That was that motivation for that night. And so we've got to sustain that motivation, you guys. We've got to sustain that motivation. And whatever it takes, sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small. What's your motivation? Like, what is it? And let that drive you. Let that move you. Um, but you've got to have a motivation. All right, wrapping this up, um, Lorraine says, stay consistent and around like-minded people. Um, Iris prop stream and online auction guidance. And so um, actually had a meeting with Iris today. She's really looking for someone. She has prop stream and Keith, you might be able to help us on this. 
Um, Tori, I don't think Tori is on the call. He's really good with prop string. Is there anybody that's really good with prop string that could um, just give Iris a helping hand? Either put it in the comment section, uh, call me, text me, uh, or put it on our private mastermind page, and so we can get her some some help with uh, prop string. Karen wants to do a combo of wholesaling to get the cash and and fix and flip and buy and hold. All right, you guys. Let's do it. Let's make this week the best week ever. Let's make it the best week ever. Um, no more excuses about weather. The, I mean, the weather is changing now. No more cold weather. Kind of cool. Um, let's get out there. I mean, investors are calling me every single day. I'm vetting deals. Not a day goes by that I'm not running comps. Um, they're finding their deals through auction properties, through bandit signs, social media. Um, all, all of those things, branding themselves. Um, so they're getting a lot of referral business, I'm, I'm seeing. Um, yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing all, all of those things. Cold calling, um, I'm seeing those. Uh, Iris, Keith, Iris Keith is saying that um, you can call him about prop stream. That's his number right there. Um, Iris, go ahead and jot it down or just give me a call. But that's, that's Keith's number right there. Um, <clears throat> But let, let's get in. Let's get into action, you guys. Let's stay positive. Let's get into action. Educate yourselves. Read books, podcasts, videos. Um, identify your um, your strategy. Next week, we'll talk more about the marketing side and who the motivated sellers are. Um, we'll talk a little bit about <clears throat> you know the math and and things like that. Um, those that are not following me on social media, follow me on Instagram, uh, Greg Bennett Invest, uh, Greg Bennett Invest, or um, I think you guys are on my YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. We're going to be putting out some great content. I've got, I've got a great interview with um, one of the top uh, real estate investors tomorrow um, that we're going to um, share actually with the Platinum Coaching students, but that will be recorded. Uh, they'll be able to ask questions, but we'll record that, and that'll be on my uh, YouTube channel as well. Uh, but subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow me on Instagram. Um, let's go, you guys. Let's make this week a great week. Let's make it a great week. Let's make it our best week. You guys have put what your motivation is. Like, you can't sleep. Um, you can't get up tomorrow at noon knowing what your motivation is. You know, tomorrow I'm going to get up 4.45, 5 o'clock because I got to go. I got to get it. I got, I got motivation, lots of motivation. So I can't stay in bed and achieve my goals. Um, I'm highly motivated. I want you to be highly motivated. All right, you guys, take care. Let me see if there's any more comments. Nope. Take care. God bless. And I'll talk to you soon. Good night.